Hello, friends, and welcome to the Kindred Life Podcast. I'm your host, Christine Marie Bailey, a regenerative farmer, author, wife, and mom, and I'm so glad you're here. Join me each week as I share encouraging and faith-filled stories, prompts, challenges, and conversations that will breathe life into your days and moments so you can dig more deeply into a life of connection right where you are. Do you want to live more bravely, purposefully, and connected to the people and tangible experiences that matter most? Then listen in. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Kindred Life Podcast. I am so excited about this. Today, I am launching a new series for fall. So fall officially starts September 23rd this year, but it's feeling pretty fallish here already. I don't know where you are, but here in Tennessee, the tips of my dogwood tree that I can see out my picture window right now from the barn studio are turning orange. And every time I look out the window, a few leaves are kind of fluttering to the ground from the different trees in our yard. I still have a lot of flowers and zinnias, but they are starting to fade, my friends. So it is time to welcome a new season. Author Lauren Oliver said, September is a month that smells like progress, like moving on. I don't know about you, but sometimes change and moving on and progress are hard for me. But this year, I am choosing to just let it roll and embrace it and just see all the beauty that's going to unfold in this season. So we're on the cusp of a lot of big changes here on Kindred Farm. If you listen to the last episode where I had my husband, Stephen, on the podcast again, it's called the No Edit Life Part 3. And we kind of share a little bit about the new event barn that we're building here on the farm. So that is a very big project that we are undergoing this fall. As we're building this event barn, we're going to be gathering people in all different ways here on the farm and really enhance all of the ways that we build community and cultivate community here. And with our annual fall kindred dinner coming up on October 14th. I thought it'd be so fun to bring you into that and have this fall gathering series here on the podcast for the next few weeks leading up to the week of our fall dinner. Here is what I am asking you to join me in doing. I want you to make a meal together with friends this fall, and I want you to enjoy that meal outside around the table together. That is the number one overall goal of this fall gathering series. I am going to lead you step by step through it. I'm going to give you tons of tips and inspiration, and it's going to be totally doable. So before you start breaking out into a sweat or hives or coming up with all the excuses for why you can't do that this fall, I've got you. I've already thought of those excuses, my friends, and honestly, I've probably had every one of those excuses at some point in time. I am here to tell you, you can push through them and it is going to be worth it. In all the places that I've gathered people together for a meal, in my rental house in Nashville when I was single and living with a roommate, in my Dallas condo where I first lived when I married Stephen, in our urban backyard with a tiny little square fence around the edges, 
And here in many different forms on our farm in Tennessee, whether that's our public ticketed events or just our casual gatherings with friends, it has never failed to cultivate something beautiful when we gather people together in an authentic, welcoming way. And it's never failed to be worth the time that I've invested into it. So before we go any further, I want you to stop right now and think about one friend, one person who's coming to mind as I'm sharing about this, who you want to share this experience with and send this podcast episode to. It can be someone that lives nearby. It could be someone across the country. But I would love for you to think of one person and you can share this episode through Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this podcast. But let's get more people on board with overcoming the doubts and the excuses and the hurdles that hold us back from actually moving and from actually doing the things that are meaningful and from welcoming people into our spaces in real authentic ways. Okay, this episode is just kind of an intro. I already shared what I'm asking you to do and what I'm asking you to join me in. Now let's talk about why it matters. The very last chapter of my book, The Kindred Life, is chapter 16, Your Own Kindred Dinner. And if you don't have a copy of my book yet, I hope that you'll get one online. There's some really special photos that go with this chapter that my friend Sarah Gillum took. We had this really special photo shoot two summers ago where we set up a table in the middle of our produce field, literally nestled between the butternut squash vines and the sunflowers. And even though I've done this a million times, and even though we gather people on the farm all the time, you guys, I remember that night I was worried about using metal folding chairs. We had no other chair options. And we had, you know, just the plastic um, folded up event tables. And I had some fun little like burlapy tablecloths I'd put on it and farm fresh flowers. But then we had these metal chairs. And I, I doubted it at first that it wasn't going to look good enough for the photos. And it wasn't going to look nice enough for my book. And now when I look at the photos, in this chapter. It's one of the things that I love the most about it because it reminds me that even then, even doing this for a photo shoot, that we did it in a real and authentic way. And the friends that I invited to be a part of the shoot that night, I asked them all to bring a plate. So we had an entire table of mismatched plates and each plate was from that person's home. Um, And so those little touches were super just special to think about. And so those are some of the kind of tips that we're going to talk about in this fall gathering series. But right now, I would love to read to you the intro to the chapter, Your Own Kindred Dinner. I don't want you to wait another minute to start inviting people in. So here's a little guide to make it easier for you to start connecting with people around the table. One of the biggest misconceptions people have about opening up their homes is that you're the host and everything has to be perfectly prepared before the quote-unquote guests arrive. This is understandably intimidating and it can easily fall into the feeling of a performance. This isn't the way of kindred. Kindred is about simple gathering in an imperfect yet authentic way. Here's the difference between entertaining and simple gathering. When you work on something together. Kindred says it's always about relationship. Kindred says you can prepare the meal together and figure it out as you go. Kindred leaves a few hours for the day or evening to unfold because real depth of friendship and relationship 
requires more than two hours time. It doesn't matter how big the table is or what it looks like. It doesn't matter if you have metal folding chairs. It doesn't really matter what kind of food is shared as long as some care and intention goes into it. What matters is that the table is filled with heart and set with soul. I promise if you carve out a few hours for a slow meal and remove distractions, no cell phones, something magical will happen. People will open up. People will connect. You and everyone around that table will start to uncover a little bit more of the kindred life. Okay, right now you might be thinking of some roadblocks and reasons why this isn't going to work for you this fall. Let's go through some of the common things that I hear from other people all the time. And honestly, like I said, some of the things I've said myself as to why I can't gather people right now or why I can't open up my home. Number one, you don't have time. Number two, you don't know who to invite. Number three, you don't know what to make. And number four, your space isn't good enough. We are going to talk about all four of these excuses and how to bust through those and to find freedom and to move forward in a way that's good and healthy and to see the beauty that unfolds when you push through those challenges. But first, in this intro episode, let's talk about the excuse of not having time. As we're going through this series, I'd like you to just stop and reflect right now and let's look at this honestly. Do you really not have time? Friends, you have time. In the entire fall season, which starts September 23rd and goes to December 20th, that is 90 days long, I am asking you to carve out two to four hours in the entire 90 days to gather around the table in this special way. Do you think that you could carve out two to four hours? Let's think about the things that we might fill with that time instead, like surfing Instagram, um, looking things up online, watching TV, watching Netflix, you know, just wasting time. I think that we all have the same amount of time every day, but how we choose to spend it really dictates our days. So I want you to stop and reflect on that as we're starting this series. If your excuse is, I don't have time for this. I'm so busy. I've got kids and activities. I've got a full-time job. You know, I understand um, we all have schedules that are super full, but we can carve out just a few hours for this. And I promise if you do it, you will see the beauty that unfolds and you'll be encouraged to do it again. And that time together with people will be priceless. It will not be wasted time. And we're going to address some of these other hurdles and challenges in upcoming episodes. Who do you gather with? Who do you invite? So stay tuned for that. But let's talk about how to even create this space as we're kind of like doing the bird's eye view of this whole series. How do we create space for people? And I want to read you one more thing from my chapter, Your Own Kindred Dinner. I know this might sound like a lot, but set aside four hours for this gathering. You might have to give something up that's sucking your time, but this matters and it's worth it. This is about creating space for people to just be and savor the moment without rushing. If you can cover up the clock so there's not a concept of time at all, even better. You can do this wherever you are, as long as you're focused on connection rather than perfection. Make it clear that you want people around for a little while. You're not just going to eat and then send them home. 
This might feel foreign to some people at first because we're all so used to busyness and timelines. Okay, so we're going to lean on the four hour side for this gathering because honestly, y'all, even two hours, I think we need more. We need more time than that because we're looking for um, creating the space where people can really exhale, where you can exhale and where there's time for those meaningful conversations to unfold. There's time for people to truly connect beyond surface level. And that's what I want for you this fall. And I'm hoping that this experience will be a catalyst for a future for you. And um, no matter what your hurdles are, no matter what your situation or your environment is, that this is something you can do where you are. I know what it feels like to feel paralyzed by the fear of opening up your space and the fear of saying yes to something like this, even on a small level. I remember one experience I had um, when we still lived in Dallas And I was inviting some friends over to have a bread and wine dinner party. So if you read Sean and Nyquist's book, Bread and Wine, back in the day when it came out, um, I can't remember what year this was, maybe 2014, but I was on the launch team for that book and it was so impactful for me. And one of the things they asked us to do was to have some friends over and make recipes from the book. And gather around the table with friends and share that share that meal together. And you guys, I remember preparing for that evening. And I panicked before having friends over for dinner. I remember I was so excited to do the event. I'd even made these cute little place cards at every person's space with quotes from the book. I had put a piece of white butcher paper down the length of my big farm table with crayons where people could just draw on it. And... I was so excited for the event, but then that night I was just feeling so uncomfortable in my skin. I was feeling uncomfortable in my clothes, like I was taking up too much space in the world. And it was kind of that body image tape that was replaying in my head on loop that I'd struggled with for many years. And then somewhere in the middle of preparing this fun meal for my friends and acquaintances who were soon to be arriving, I realized that I had neglected the most important part, that there was room at the table for me too. I pushed through that night because honestly, friends were coming at a certain time and I had to get it together. And I just reminded myself again that people don't want to be entertained. I wasn't inviting them over to entertain them. They just wanted to feel welcomed and known. And I couldn't do that if I was focusing on my own insecurities. So that night, I chose to be vulnerable I chose to open the door and I chose to share a meal with people. When the night ended, I realized that what made it special and memorable had nothing to do with how my clothes fit and everything to do with showing up with my authentic self. What an honor and privilege we have every time someone gathers around our tables to offer our own vulnerability and meet them in theirs. This is why the table matters and why gathering matters. This is what I want you to remember as we walk through this series and as you decide how you're going to do a gathering, whether it's big or small, outside, somewhere this fall, remember this. All people want is real. All people want is your authentic self and you showing up as who you are because that means they can show up that way too. This past summer, I had the chance to visit my parents in New Jersey again, 
at the house where I grew up in the beautiful, sweet little backyard where I took my first steps. We had this little experience there that I wanted to share with you because it was such a great example of just welcoming people into your space the way that you are and um, in a way that's authentic. So my mom decided she wanted to have a little brunch with a couple of um, her friends that have become my friends and to have that in the backyard on a beautiful summer day. And it was so memorable. I'm still thinking about it. We had a little backyard brunch picnic with my parents and their friends. We made a few things together and then my parents' friends brought a few things and we put it all together and made the most delicious brunch out of it. And you know what? It took some effort and it took some care from each of us, but it didn't take a ton. And when we put it all together, it made literally the most wonderful brunch The most beautiful morning that we spent together, there were so many different flavors and textures and unique things about it, but it all went together. And we spent hours sitting there in the backyard, eating that delicious food under the dogwood tree and chatting and just enjoying um, the simplicity and the beauty of that space and that time, those moments. So this is what we had. My mom's friend made zucchini and onion quiche. And brought this beautiful, fresh, mixed fruit salad that was literally just cut up fruit in a big bowl. And it was just so perfect for a summer meal. My parents and I made a platter of cheese and crackers. And it was literally just a block of cheese cut up with some crackers. I made a salad, grilled up some chicken sausages. And then I made heirloom tomato bruschetta, which is in my book, The Kindred Life. The recipe is in there. I used that exact recipe to a T using some Jersey heirloom tomatoes and local sourdough. And that's it. It was simple food that fed our bodies and souls. And my mom pulled out the vintage rattan um, plate holders. Do you guys remember those if you grew up in the 80s? Your parents probably had those and we'll pull them out for picnics, but I absolutely love it. Um, I will share a photo of the table in the show notes for this episode. And I just want that story to serve as a reminder, you know, creating a welcoming space to invite others in doesn't have to be complicated. And if my 70 something year old parents can do it, so can you. So let's have an awesome time this fall in this series together. Think again of that friend that you wanted to send this episode to and do that now as soon as this is over. I cannot wait to see what this fall gathering series opens up for you. And I just know we're all going to have some great stories to tell. So here's your assignment. Fall starts September 23rd. I want you to look at your calendar and pick out two to three options for dates when you can have a gathering, big or small, between September 23rd and December 21st, which is the first day of winter. That is your window. That is your fall window. Then join me next week for the next episode in this series where we're going to explore the who. Who do you invite and how do you cultivate community right where you are? All right. Thanks so much for listening and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Kindred Life Podcast. I want you to know that your kindred life is worth it and I'm cheering you on. If you loved this episode, please subscribe and consider giving us a five-star review so other people can find this podcast. You can always find me online at christinemariebailey.com, where you can also join my email community, The Kindred Letter, so you don't miss a thing. You'll also get several freebies for signing up for my email list, including the first chapter of my audiobook and some fun free guides. 
You can also follow along on Instagram at Organic Bean and at The Kindred Farm. See you next time.